Welcome back to the Worldview Minute. As we now are looking at the idea of salvation, that Christ has accomplished a reality that is true, and yet the fullness of that reality has not yet come. Some theologians like to call this the already not yet tension. You are already forgiven of your sins, and yet you are not yet what you will be fully in Christ. You are not yet fully passed through the day of judgment and declared righteous. You have already been born again, but you are not yet fully glorified. You are being, or you have been justified. You are being sanctified, but you are not yet glorified. So there's this tension as we live in this age of in-between, between Christ's first coming and his return, where we have new realities that are already true about us, and yet we still sin. Now, this world is all of Christ. Christ says he has all heaven, or all authority in heaven and on earth, but he does not yet fully realize. It's not fully implemented. And so how do we think about that? How do we live that out? That Christ has died for us. Christ has risen. Christ has defeated uh, Satan in principle, but he has not yet fully uh, thrown him into the outer abyss. And I think Hebrews chapter 2, verses 5 through 9, give us a, a framework here, a guide as to how to understand how do we live in light of salvation? How do we live in light of what Christ has done and what he will do? Uh, Hebrews 2. For it was not to angels that God subjected the world to come, of which we are speaking. It has been testified somewhere, What is man that you are mindful of him, or the son of man that you care for him? You made him, for a little while, lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor, putting everything in subjection under his feet. Now in putting everything in subjection to him, he left nothing outside his control, At present, we do not yet see everything in subjection to him, but we see him who for a little while was made lower than the angels, namely Jesus, crowned with glory and honor because of the suffering of death, so that by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. So what Hebrews is picking up here is this idea that God has subjected all things currently to be underneath the feet of Christ as the Son of Man as the God-man, as the perfect second Adam, everything has been subjected underneath Christ's feet. This is what Christ means when he says in Matthew 28 that all authority in heaven and earth is mine. As the eternal son and as the second Adam, all authority belongs to Christ. But in saying this, now and everything is not yet apparently under his feet. Everything is not yet subjected to him. So we have this this tension here that Christ has all authority in heaven and earth and every eschatological system, every end time system agrees with this that in some way it's not we're not yet seeing the fullness of it. Right? Whether you're a post-millennial who thinks that the kingdom of God is going to grow and grow and grow and it's slowly going to take over everything, you admit that there's still things left to be taken over. We do not yet see everything in subjection to his feet. If you're an all-millennialist who says that Christ is reigning in heaven and his, his kingdom is mainly spiritual in heaven right now, but that, that someday he's going to descend and rule over everything. We do not yet see everything in subjection to his feet. If you're a premillennial, pretty much the same thing as the amillennial, that Christ's kingdom is here on earth. We have we have outposts of it in the church, but that at some point we're going to see everything in its fullness subjected to Christ. And that's that's what we're moving towards, but we have this tension. Right now Christ has all authority in heaven and on earth. But not everything yet is recognizing that authority. Not everything yet is plainly evident that it is submitting to the rightful rule and reign of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So how then do we live? How do we put together this doctrine of salvation of the already and the not yet? The first is this. We recognize, as we've said repeatedly on the show, this is a moral universe. There's right and there is wrong. 
The doctrine of salvation has at its center this idea of justice, that Christ died to pay the penalty for our sins. How we live in this world matters. God says he will judge everyone. And either the judgment will fall upon you or upon Christ. We then also see that through this, that man cannot save himself. There's nothing we can do to save ourselves. And I want to drive this point home. Is that there are many systems in this world that will are promise that you can bring some level of perfection to this world on your own. That man can bring a utopia. That if you're just a communist and we work and we get the right people at the right time, we will reach this utopia. This is a lie. It taps into a real longing that we have for that paradise that was lost. But man is a sinner and he has fallen. And that sinful nature until Christ's return will still be there. And we cannot usher in a utopia on our own. And every time we have tried, we have brought hell to earth instead of heaven to earth. Another application we can make from this is that Christ is indeed Lord of everything. We've read so many passages over and over again about this. Matthew uh, 28. All, all authority in heaven and earth is mine, Christ says. Colossians 1, Ephesians 1. Now we're here in Hebrews 2. That everything is being subjected to Christ's rule. That everything is underneath his feet right now, even though we do not yet see it fully. Even though we do not yet see that Christ is indeed Lord of Lords and King of Kings, he is indeed the King over the kings of this earth. And this is something Christians in their political theory need to get their heads around. All right, Christ is King of Kings. He rules over the nations and the governments of this world. Whether or not we see that full subjection yet, he really is that now. And any political theory or political talk that we have must account for that. Otherwise, we get what we get in a lot of Baptist circles, and I'm a Baptist, uh, which is just a light version of secularism. Now, Christianity has nothing to say. No, Jesus is king here. He is king here. Has this been fully subjected to his feet or underneath his feet yet? No, it hasn't. But that does not remove his authority. Another application we can make here is that salvation is comprehensive in scope. Final salvation includes the redeeming of the physical world and the non-physical world. Everything seen and unseen. See, now in putting everything in subjection to his feet, he left nothing outside of his control. He left some things? No, nothing. At the present, we do not yet see everything in subjection to him. But everything is. This is a comprehensive salvation. Now, as Abraham Kuyper said, there's not a single square inch, not a rogue molecule in this whole universe that Christ does not say, mine, this is mine. And he is working that out according to his plan. And then life has and therefore an ultimate end goal and purpose. This is where we're moving towards. The salvation offered to us in Jesus Christ is not an escapist salvation. To remove yourself from this world, to be free from this world. It is a retaking of God's good creation that is lost and ruined by the fall of mankind into sin. Everything is being remade. Everything exists for Christ. Everything is being held together by Christ. And everything is being subjected to his rule underneath his feet. We do not yet see it fully, but we will see it fully on that last day. And this is the heart of the Christian worldview. Salvation encapsulates the entirety of the cosmos because Christ made everything, Christ upholds everything, and Christ died for everything, uniting everything by the blood of his cross. And so when we talk about the Christian worldview, this is what we're talking about. How do we think and live, a life and worldview, how do we think and live realizing that Christ has everything placed underneath his feet. That he is indeed 
King of kings and Lord of lords. And the more we think that way and the more we live that way, the more we align ourselves with the truth of this universe and the end goal we are moving towards. This is what the church must recover. This is what we must become about. We must take the gospel into every square inch of this cosmos. That's what we're trying to do here. I encourage you to like, comment, and share on this video as we continue to build this as we move on into the next uh, foundation we build of the Christian faith and worldview. Thank you.